Hello and welcome back to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week is Gadget Week. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Reboot. Reboot. We're, we're back. We're back. Dear listener, we just can't quit you. <laughs> nice. We're back and better than ever. Well, that's debatable, but... <laughs> That is definitely debatable. Yeah. It would definitely be worse than ever, but we couldn't not have a weekly phone call. Yeah. Yeah. We um we kind of missed each other. Yeah. Turned you know, into a we, break. Yeah, it did. We're getting remarried. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear listener, in case you hadn't noticed, uh, we're podcasting again. And I, I think it's fair to say there are a couple of reasons for that. One, we definitely miss talking to each other every week. That that was, I, that I want to say it took me by surprise, but I'm really not surprised. But I guess what I'm saying is I took it for granted that we talked every week. Yeah, I mean we work together every day, so I didn't really give it much thought. But even though we're working together, we don't actually spend much time talking. Talking, right? Yeah, it's like typing back and forth in Slack occasionally. Yeah, definitely not the same thing. So. We thought, you know, <laughs> let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And, you know, if nobody likes it, okay, fine. <laughs> but uh, but we did, I will say, we did get emails and tweets uh, from folks who were, uh, you know, I'm not going to say in a deep depression, but <laughs> in a funk. They were going to miss the, uh, the robot dog. A little, a little bummed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were like, you know, we're kind of bummed too. So let's just do it. Yeah, everybody's bummed. Let's take some of that bum out of the world. Yeah, too much bum. Right. I've been I've been working really hard this year for less bum. <laughs> and uh, succeeding famously. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, folks, we figured it'll be early December. It'll probably be December 1st when you listen to this or when, when it's published anyway. And tis the season to talk about tech gadgets. Mm -hmm. So we thought, so we why thought, not make it our comeback episode? Exactly. Exactly. TRD rebooted, rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Mm. <laughs> uh, cool. So we we uh, sort of splashed around a little bit we uh, on the internet and we were like, hmm, what what are some of the cool some of the cool gadgets that are out? And to be honest, I found more cool gadgets around my house than I did on the internet. Yeah, I did too. And I tried to stick with stuff that I'm that I'm using. Yeah, actually using stuff that's actually for sale, and and perhaps that we've talked about before. I know some of these things we have talked about before, but it's remarkable how prices have dropped on the one hand, and the other hand. It's remarkable to me how much I use some of these things. Yeah. And what a, what an experiential difference it creates in my daily life. So, yeah. So we figured we'd, uh, I don't think there are probably any surprises, too, not too many surprises on this episode, but uh, perhaps if you haven't yet gotten into the holiday spirit, the gift giving vibe, deliver that directly into your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> in the mood. <laughs> I have I have missed the ear hole references. Yes. 
Um, all right. Well, I mean, speaking of ear holes, should we kick it off? Uh, yeah, yeah. We can we can kick it off by by you know, would you like to be able to listen to this quality podcast and others um, without obstructing your ear holes? Nice. Yes, I would. I would. Oh, well. Sort of a sort of a okay. We're we're trying not to. <laughs> Here I go. Like trying. I'm trying to like not edit the podcast. So. We'll do it live. So I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, you can you can do that with the Aftershocks Trex Air Bluetooth bone conduction headset. Hit me with that one more time. Aftershocks, Aftershocks Trex Air bone conduction Bluetooth headset. It's that a mouthful. really rolls off the tongue. It does, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> so describe what this is. Uh, it's a little headset. It looks similar to a pair of headphones, except in, uh, instead of the, the speakers that would go over your ear, it has these little transducers that sit in front of your ears and rest against your temple and vibrate the sound into your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess more accurately into your ear canal. And it's just a, and aside from that, it looks very much like just a pair of wraparound headphones that, you know, that goes around the back of the head. And, um, uh, I have a pair, I got a pair back over the summer because I was, was getting out and, and exercising more and walking around the neighborhood and stuff. And it was kind of boring and I wanted to listen to music, but given my eyesight, I also need to be able to hear for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, so, so I've never tried bone conduction headphones, but I immediately imagine that they give you a headache. Uh, surprisingly they don't. They might, they might if you had them up really loud, but the, that's the thing that surprised me the most about them was how quiet you can have the volume and still hear everything. And, um, like I, I would have the, the volume on these turned down like way lower than I would on just a regular pair of headphones and, and I would hear everything. And I mean, to that end, the sound quality is not great. It's, it, I don't want to say it's tinny. It's more like it's coming from like the bottom of a container. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's the kind of, it's the kind of not great sound quality that you kind of get used to and forget about after you've listened for a few minutes. And if, if you're just out and like want a little bit of entertainment while you're going for a a jog or if you're not sitting down to have a, a music listening experience and just kind of want the background noise, then it's fine. Yeah. So not for audiophiles. No, definitely not. You would probably hate them. Yeah, I, so here's the thing. Like, when it comes to headphones, I have studio quality over the ear cans, as they say, and I, I can't. I, I only like using them for listening to music, which is something I barely ever do. I've used them podcasting, and weirdly, they make me super self conscious. Mm. I feel like I'm isolated or out of my environment or something there's something about it that really bums me out so i always use earbuds of one kind or another which do kind of bother my ears Mm -hmm. after a while i start to feel like my ears are getting like stretched out or something (laughs) it's not too bad but they do allow a lot of the the room sound back into your ears so you feel you don't feel like you've been extracted from your environment and you're just in this like limbo yeah, I've had that happen before when you put on a a high end pair of over the you know over the ear headphones and 
it's it's like you're just transported into like another room. You're just sitting mm-hmm. there by yourself, which is yeah, great if you, really... if, you need, if you need that level of audio quality. But it 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 does feel kind of isolating. Yeah, I find it really hard to have a conversation that way. Yeah. So it's not. It hasn't been great for podcasting for me. So I, I like the idea of the, the the trying the bone conduction. I'd be curious to 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 kind of experience that. Does it? How? It seems like the battery couldn't last very long if it was doing that kind of work. Is it? How do you keep it charged? Like how do you keep it ready? Um. I actually, I've gotten really good battery life out of it. I've gotten about. I probably get like eight hours of listening out of it before I have to charge the battery. Wow. Um, which is is not bad for a pair of Bluetooth uh, headphones. And maybe part of that is because I don't have it turned up very loud. But um, yeah, it's just, unfortunately, there's no fancy inductive charging or anything like that. It's just a, a micro USB plug. But it, it charges quickly, so. Yeah, I got to say, whether bone conduction or not, I am a serious convert to the Bluetooth headphone mm-hmm. realm. Like I got, you know, I got the new, I got a new iPhone. So I got the seven before the eight and the X came out. And that's the one that doesn't have the headphone jack. And I got sick of carrying around that adapter for the lightning port. And also you can't charge the phone while you're listening if you use that. So, you know, if you're in the car or whatever, it's really irritating. And I was, you know, just like all the other cranks on Twitter, I was like pissy about it at first. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I got used to the AirPods and I got to tell you, like when I have to put on wired headphones now, I am like, oh, I feel like a barbarian. I'm just like, I'm hyper conscious of them getting caught on stuff and getting like that feeling of getting an earbud ripped out of your ear when, when something, when it gets hooked around like a, a cabinet leg, chair handle leg or something. Or, yeah. Oh, that is such a, it's such a bad experience that all, so, and you know, and the thing about the, the thing about the AirPods is they're expensive, they're small, they're easy to lose. The battery is not great uh, in, in theory, but in practice, it's kind of been fine because what I've ended up doing is, is just usually listening with one. Cause again, we're not talking about audio file. I'm not listening to like, you know, deep cuts of Stevie wonder or whatever. And like, I want to hear every single note. I'm just listening to podcasts mostly. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of need to hear it. And in fact, I kind of like only having one in, especially when I'm around the house and, you know, potentially kids are beating each other up in another room and I got to yell at them or whatever. <laughs> Actually, our kids never do that. I, I was talking about myself when I was little. <laughs> But they do, you know, things happen and stuff smashes and you I kind of want one ear in the house and then the other ear to be listening to the podcast. It makes it easier for me to mentally shift back and forth. And yeah, this might be a good fit for you then. Yeah. What the, yeah. So that's what I was wondering because since it's not really in your ears, I imagine it is just a totally different kind of blend between the environment and the, uh, the, what, you know, what you're listening to. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to get used to it first. Because you you hear the music and and or the podcast or what have you, but then it well, it's it's more it's more like it sounds more like you're just, you know, listening to it from an external speaker. I guess is the best way to compare the the mix of yeah. audio. Yeah. 
That's cool. So now, so the other thing that, that I'm, I'm reminded of as we're talking about wireless headphone variety is that, you know, for whatever reason, Apple style earbuds are just tailor made for my ears. Like I have zero problem with them falling out. Like they, I could probably, I don't know if I could do karate, but I could certainly go jogging and have no problem with them staying in my ears where Erica is some sort of mutant because <laughs> she, she puts like, she puts a thing in her ear and immediately falls out. Like there is no way for her to use earbuds at all. So she, yeah, but, but she problem. loves the wireless thing. Yeah. I have this problem where my left ear hole is much larger than my right ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I need different sizes. And actually I do. I have a pair of, I have a pair of earplugs that I bought. Um, when Kira was a toddler. <laughs> oh, why? Uh, yeah. Well, gee, um, you know, just to have. <laughs> and I had to actually get two pairs. I had to order a pair, of, a small one and a pair of medium. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some expensive earbud headphones come with like these silicon in sort of coverings that allow mm -hmm. you to change the size of them. And um, like the Dash the dash from Bragi, I think it's pronounced. And I don't know, it's too fiddly for me. In fact, those don't stay in my ear very well. And I'm, I am, I am an, uh, an expert hand with inserting earplugs because I've been in rock bands. So I know exactly how to, to, to get earplugs to stay in my ears. And I can't get those earbuds that have the silicon things to stay in my ears. They always slowly wiggle out. And yeah, it's, it's like they're too slick or annoying. something. Yeah, and or the or the 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 uh, stem is like projecting too far out, and it gives it too much leverage. Yeah. It just, they just don't stay. But uh, so I've been super happy with the AirPods, in spite of my initial like grumbling. Uh, but Eric has been looking at over the over the you know variety of over the ear types uh, and you know Beats. Yeah, a lot of people, audiophiles will complain about the Beats sound and they're, I would say, overpriced, but they've been on sale. You know, the Beats over the ear Bluetooth headphones are, mm -hmm. you can get them for a hundred bucks at Target or something. And I don't know this, but I think that I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure I read that the integration with Apple stuff, which is mostly what we have and definitely what Erica has is pretty good. So like the Bluetooth integration is is good because the air the airpod bluetooth integration it doesn't even seem like bluetooth almost it's so good oh wow yeah they just they just work like <laughs> like in classic apple fashion you just stick it in your ear and you it, you hear it connect and you don't have to do anything it almost almost i think it's only like been wonky for me like once or twice in you know a year it, yeah. it really does work well and i i would hope and I think I read this, that Beats are similarly well paired with Apple products. I would imagine so. I mean, Apple does own them. Right. But there are plenty of other ones that uh, get get better reviews from a sound standpoint and are just straight up Bluetooth. So you have to connect them and, and there's that dance that you do. But there's so many options and man, it is, it's hard to do justice. Like for someone who's used to the wire, attached mm -hmm. between their ear and their back pocket or wherever oh man it is so so much better to have them wireless yeah like i just i just put my phone on 
on my charger in here in the office so it doesn't run down uh, while I'm streaming music and then I can just wander around and, and like do housework and clean the whole house. Yeah, I do the same thing. So that's a, that's a funny little use case where it's like, oh, because I'm pretty, you know, pretty heavy phone user. I think a lot of people are pretty heavy phone users. And I don't have a charger by my bed. So that's the time that I obviously I'm sleeping. I'm not going to charge it. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. use it. So that would be the time to charge it, but I never charge it when I'm sleeping. So the only charger is downstairs. And if I have an alarm or some appointment or something, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Mm. So I love being able to like come home. I'll be doing the dishes after dinner and I'll have the phone plugged in and I'm just sort of bopping around vacuuming and doing dishes and, and stuff like that while the phone's charging. And it's got enough of a range that it covers most of my house. So yeah. it's, uh, I just feel so free. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm well, a, it's a big deal. Wireless headphones is a big deal. Yes. And there are, there's several, I guess, several recommendations there. You could go with the Trex Air, uh, which retails for $149.95, mm-hmm. or you could go with the, the Beats or the, the EarPods. It sounds like you're happy with those. So there's a, a few recommendations for Bluetooth audio there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a Sennheiser uh, pair that's supposed to be really good. That's, um, 200, but, but there's just so many, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a busy space. And I think people who, you know, you're going to have your own, uh, specific criteria that you're looking for. And there's just, there's everything out there, but I like these because they're comfortable to wear with glasses. Oh, that's a good one. So, I mean, Obviously, that's not a problem with an earbud, but if, if it's something that goes over the ear like these do, they kind of wrap around the ear and rest in front. Um, something something that's not in your ear, if you wear glasses, that's a, a important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the headset so I'm I, using right now. I have to take my glasses off before I put it on. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So there's there's also something we'll link to in the show notes that I would not recommend anyone buy, but <laughs> they have these... You know those ones that kind of have like a a C-shaped bracket that is it's almost ear-shaped and it's supposed to kind of go around the back of your ear. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen I, I, there's someone in my karate school, like a teenage girl who who's like the sister of one of the students who has a pair that has has if you can imagine along that piece that goes behind the kind of flap of your ear, it has mm-hmm. these like pointed Vulcan or elf <laughs> attachments. And nice. I'm, and she's got like long hair so that points stick out of her hair. And I'm telling you, you cannot stop looking at it. It looks because she's an elf. It looks so real. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, you know, the wireless, these, I thought it was a costume because the first time I saw it was near Halloween. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's still wearing her elf ears after Halloween. I was like, oh my, those are, those are Bluetooth headphones. That's awesome. <laughs> so we can link to those in the show notes. All right, so let's move from ears to eyes. Okay. I gotta say, I'm I'm half as interested. <laughs> let's move from ears to eye. I have been. I think it's because I haven't been traveling as much the last couple of years, but I have really gotten back to physical books because the distractions of reading on my phone. And as normally, I would read on my phone for years. I was like. Mm-hmm. I would just read on my phone because I was traveling a lot. You'd want to carry all the books. You never knew which book you'd be in the mood for. And a lot of times I'd be in an airport and be like, oh, I've got two hours to kill. I kind of want to read 
you know, Master Switch by Tim Wu, but I don't have the book with me. So I'll just right. buy it again and download it on my phone. And so after a while, I was like, well, this is silly. I'm paying for everything twice. I'll just buy the digital ones. But now that I'm not traveling, I'm really digging the offline aspect of a physical book. Like an actual made of paper book? Yeah. 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 I've, I've started reading actual made of paper books again recently, too, because I can see to do so again. So. Well, that helps. Well, so the, from a gadget standpoint, though, I, I do see the other thing is, okay, so, but now I don't travel anymore, but now I have an office. So now what do I keep doing? Well, I did it this morning. I brought four books from the house to the office that I had brought from the office to the house because I was thinking I might have time <laughs> over Thanksgiving to read them, which I didn't. Right. So I'm just carting them around. So I'm like, huh, well, maybe the middle ground for me, maybe the perfect uh, middle ground is a an actual Kindle device. Yes. Instead of the Kindle app on like an iPhone or an Android phone. And, you know, it's funny if you look around because the, the e-readers are actually more expensive than the Fire tablets, which is a little bit mind-blowing. But I suppose like from a supply chain standpoint, it's easier to get the components for a tablet than an e-reader. Yeah, I guess it probably is. But you can... You can get the seven inch tablet for 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but last year they sold them in six packs. <coughs> yeah, I, like, saw that. Buy, I saw that. Buy six, get one free. Or, yeah. you know, buy, it's like buy a six pack, for two, six pack for 200 bucks or something. Yeah. It's crazy. You can like sprinkle them around. <laughs> and so here's a, here's a, so speaking of the tablets, first of all, the, the, you know, we've got an eight year old or almost, yeah, he's going to be eight in a month or so and a four-year-old and they love uh their ipad they have ipads right now mm-hmm. but maggie's got like an ipad 2 which is just so frustratingly slow uh more for me than her because like she's like oh i want a new paw patrol game and i'll like i'm like oh i can't believe how slow oh. this thing is like 20 <laughs> minutes later forever to download it right yeah and cooper has his screen is cracked. He's already broken one iPad by just dropping it, just shattered it on the floor. Um, so you know, and they're not cheap. Even the even the lowest priced um, iPads are still up there. You know, for to to give to a four year old, right? So and people are probably you know they're probably parents in the audience that are just like, well, don't give it to a four year old, <laughs> you evil person, you bad parent. But uh, I, I actually, I think they're really good for kids, but you know, it's debatable, I suppose. But I think they're good. and All things in moderation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the thing about it is, like, when I think back to the, all the time I spent watching Gilligan's Island and in the, in the Brady Bunch and the Flintstones, and you see that stuff now, that is pure mind poison. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm fine. It, and it's like, it, these are, there's no comparison to, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, there's a gigantic difference between watching TV screen time and anything you could do on a touchscreen tablet. Yeah. Cause they're switching back and forth between games and coloring and uh, like, like sort of platform games, math games, word games, uh, puzzles. And yeah, you they're know, they're actually watch engaged. Of YouTube. Yeah. They're engaged. And even when they're watching YouTube, they their patience is like non-existent. They're like, oh, 
I don't like this or they, or I do like this. And I'm going to rewind that last five seconds, 75 times. <laughs> and you know, this is whatever. I, I'm not, I, I don't really, whatever. I feel like I'm getting defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think for people who, who are kind of on the fence about whether or not tablets are good or bad, I, you know, I would say, like you said, everything in moderation, let the kid try it and observe their behavior and because I think they're, I mean, they're super educational with, mm-hmm. for some kids, that's for sure. Very, very educational. And like Maggie and Cooper now are playing Minecraft together on, you know, nice. like they'll go in, she's like building stuff and it's so wild. Like anyway, whatever. I, th- I think tablets are a really good thing for kids. Sorry if you disagree, but um, at least my kids. And so here's the thing. Okay. Back to the point. The point is that, that they're fragile and, and Honestly, I do think the iPads are the best ones, but man, they're not cheap. And no. and if you're going to go through them, uh, it is very tempting to to jump ship for some Android platform. And it could be Kindle Fire, although I have not been <laughs> super impressed with those with kids. Um, I dusted off an old Nexus 7 and upgraded through like four operating systems they hadn't been turned on in two years nice yeah and cooper is glued to that thing now nice i don't i don't have my nexus 7 anymore Mm -hmm. i I took it and and an old chromebook and a couple of other old tablets and laptops and things and i and i set it down in the in the game room on game night and and i said you know have at it and there was a nerd fight and i just stood back and watched yeah free table we used to have yeah So yeah, well, that's good. I mean, that's nice because I've got a, I literally have a stack. Cooper had a stack of them in his room that had never been charged, but he didn't want me to throw them out because he, he was like, he doesn't like, he feels bad for objects. He's like, well, no, don't throw them out. And uh, I was like, all right, you can have them, but you got to keep them in your room. And then so finally I was like, let me charge this thing up and see if you can even use it. And mm-hmm. the transition took like, if it took five minutes to get used to like how you get to the home, it basically he just needs to know how to get to the home screen. Right. Because there's no button. And then once you do that, it's all like all of the affordances inside of the app. So he recognizes all the app icons that he that he's interested in. And then he clicks on them and it's obvious how to use them. So yeah. there you go. Anyway, so the options out there for inexpensive tablets are seemingly endless. Uh, ones I've tried, there, there's definitely a quality problem with some of them. Yeah. Like the ones you get at, at a Rite Aid are probably not that great, but the Kindles are solid. The Kindle Fires are solid devices, and you can get them as cheap as forty nine bucks. Yeah, they do have that sort of. You are heavily immersed in the Amazon ecosphere, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind. Of, I don't think they make as great kid tablets just because they're geared so much towards selling you Amazon things. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, probably I didn't, you know, I didn't think to look up the price of like uh like what a a Wi-Fi only Nexus tablet, what the options are these days. Yeah, I don't know about the Nexus, but I mean, you know, there there's certainly you can certainly get Wi-Fi Android tablets starting in the $60 range. Yeah, I would think so. So, good stuff. <laughs> I I think I think that's really cool. Um uh, but honestly, I I'm more personally i think excited about getting a an actual e-reader yes i i've had many tablets 
I end up never using them. I use my e-reader all the time. Mm-hmm. I just love the glare thing. I love the, I mean, I know that they're, they have like, you know, well, actually I don't know this. Like the last time I had a Kindle, I think was the, the second one, like the very, not the very first one, but the one right after that. Mm-hmm. And it was the one with whisper sync and you didn't, it didn't need Wi-Fi. It had like 2G built in for free. Yeah. Yeah. And you could click on links and it would open in a browser. But I, I presume they're still like that. But they, they are, but you wouldn't want to use the browser. Yeah. And they don't send you notifications. Yeah. So, which is nice. Yeah. And you just read the book, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually And the lighting, if if you have a lighted one, the um the front lighting on the paper white and the the voyage and, and that are is much nicer than looking at a backlit screen. It's much easier on the eyes. Interesting. Yeah, so um there's a there's a new one called the Oasis, which is made out of metal, it's waterproof, it uh is... can you imagine it's waterproof? So Yeah, it's, it's for all those people that read in the bathtub. Yeah. Right? That's one Seriously. thing. I, that's one thing. I. That's one thing I do miss about the e-reader. Actually, is I. I can't read in the bathtub anymore with it. Mm. That's. That's why I've started to go back and and read some paper books. Well, in fairness, if you drop a paper book in the tub, it's ruined. <laughs> and yeah, but I'm only out. I'm only out seven bucks, not like three hundred. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, like the prices for the the e-readers are higher than the, mm-hmm. the tablets, and. The, the bottom line Kindle is 80 bucks, which isn't that bad considering you can get like thousands of free books on it and you yeah. can get a million more with, uh, what's it called? The Kindle Unlimited? Yes. So, so you can get like a million bu- books for, you know. 80 bucks. Yeah. 80 bucks basically and, and maybe $9 a month or something or a prime membership. Uh, and then there's the Paperwhite, which... It's super tempting at 120 and then the voyage at 200 and then the all new Kindle Oasis with the aluminum body is mm-hmm. 250. So like you see, I, I know I'm not going to buy that. There's no way because the cost is a factor here for me. So like I'm definitely in the e-reader space. I'm like a good enough is good enough type of person. Yeah, I would I would recommend for most people. I have the voyage and I really like it. And I personally noticed a difference between the Voyage and the Paperwhite, but part of that is, you know, I have a very particular eyesight. I would, like, for most people, I would say the Paperwhite is just, like, a a good, solid, the way to go. I had a Paperwhite for a long time, and I was very happy with it. But I I did enjoy the upgrade to the Voyage, but it's certainly not a necessary upgrade. Cool. So here's a couple of things I want to point out about the, about between the Paperwhite and the Voyage, since you're talking about it. Okay. Is that they're both six inch screens. They're both mm-hmm. 300 pixels per inch, which I think ma- really matters. The The baseline one is like 167. Yeah. So they're, they're all, all you of know, the come, top line ones are high resolution. Come to think of it, I might have had an old version of the paper white that was 167. Okay. So, so between the paper white and the voyage. They're both six inch screens. They're both high resolution. They both have a battery life that's measured in weeks, not days. They both hold thousands of books. They both come with Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi plus free cellular. And uh, what else? I mean, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. 
be honest, it's hard to tell what the difference is. Like, okay, so, oh, the difference with the Voyage is it's got more LEDs, more lighting, and adaptive light sensor, and it's got yeah. page, page press TM. So... Yeah, the 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 addition of LEDs and adaptive light was was the big seller for me. Mm-hmm. But yep. you know, like I said, most people most people don't need that. You could save your money and get the paperweight and be perfectly happy with it. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on my list. Everyone's asked me like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "A new garage door and a bathroom renovation, <laughs> <laughs> lawn service." <laughs> yeah, there's a big one. But yeah, so gotta gotta throw people a bone. Yeah, a personal chef. Landscapers. Right. So it's not a gadget, but we started getting, uh, uh, if you've heard of Blue Apron, we got a competitor one called, uh, what is it called? Priceless? No, something like, it's like Blue Apron, uh, where they send you all the ingredients with like a recipe. and It's like all Mm -hmm. pre-measured and everything. Oh, that's so Mm -hmm. bad that I can't remember the name of it. (laughs) Nice branding company. Uh, I only plated. remember the name of their competitors. Plated. Yeah, it's okay. called plated. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh that's been really nice, but not a gadget. So yeah, I, I tried Blue Apron once. Um it was an interesting idea, but I didn't really find that it saved time. I mean, yeah, oh, everything's everything's measured out for you, which mm-hmm. is nice, but the recipes are like way more complicated than I would normally make anyway. So it still ends up taking forever. Right. And I, I, I don't know if you're aware of this about me, but the thing I hate doing most in the entire world is cooking. <laughs> so I did not know that. It's right up there on my list of hated things too, which, so for us, it's not about the time. It takes a lot. It definitely takes longer. Yeah. Uh, but the difference for us is that it has introduced variety back into our home cooked meals because mm-hmm. we were <clears throat> we were just in a cycle of like five different things. Yeah, I've been there. And then right, and then once we uh, once we had kids, we we started cycling in like pizza every two nights and chicken nuggets and <laughs> or just yeah. just delivery, you know. So it was uh, like yeah, which is which is cool because now you've got stuff like Foodler and Grubhub and all that, and it's it's really cool that you can do that. But we would literally order pizza and spend seventy dollars. And it's like, um, this, you know, it's a little ridiculous and it's like I spent a lot of money for a dinner I don't really want. Right. Right. Spend, spend all this money for a bunch of unhealthy food. Yeah. I don't mind spending $70 on dinner, but I want to want it. Right. <laughs> it, it needs to be nicer than like Domino's. Yeah. And so we, so we got, we, we're like, oh, let's try this. And so we get all this, trying all this stuff and this different kind of spices and Moroccan and Chinese and uh mexican and not that we didn't eat those before but we would never think of it and it's like oh here's all the stuff and here's how you do it and even i've been cooking as long as there's no meat in it i'll cook it but i'm not (laughs) i'm not touching a piece of raw chicken sorry i'd rather Mm -hmm. starve so anyway not a gadget but uh certainly certainly part of technology we had donuts delivered this morning from uber Ooh. I'm, I'm clo- we're getting closer and closer to realizing my dream of prime breakfast, Amazon breakfast. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We, we I, I don't know if there are rumors about like somebody buying Uber or trying to, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if 
something like that happened. But I, you know, mm-hmm. who who would buy Uber? It's like uh, the the whole like on demand delivery, self driving, all of that stuff. I'm looking forward to talking more and more about that in upcoming TRD episodes because there's there's some wacky stuff going on. Anyway, I mean, an Uber guy gave us donuts. Strange as that. That's so weird. Uh, anyway, okay. So back to the list. Okay. So before we bore our <laughs> dear listener to tears, yeah, the wish is gone again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so this is a little bit. So I've got. I think. What have we talked about so far? Ears, eyes. Let's talk about mouth. Talk about mouth now. Okay. Do you have a mouth thing? Like a really nice nice toothbrush? I was thinking more like voice. Okay. So again, this is a common theme for TRD, but the Echo Dots are $29. They're $29. It's a voice-activated computer for $29. It's like stocking stuffer territory pretty much. Yeah. I mean, last year we bought a six pack of them, and I think they, that when you broke it down, they were like forty bucks each. Now they're basically thirty bucks each. Maybe it's just you know promotion for for Christmas or whatever. But we use these things constantly, and not just one. So like we have them, we probably got seven of them in our house, and we've got one in the office. And there's a new feature, which we I don't think we've talked about before which is that you can set up groups of them to play music. So Yeah, yeah I think I think we might have mentioned it, but yeah. Well, we use it all the time now, especially Erica listens to music constantly, but now that especially around the holidays it's like, you know, Michael Bublé on a loop. So It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> a title. <laughs> so it, it's even though the dots have a fairly low sound quality. Having them on quietly in every room creates a really cool effect. Yeah. And the syncing is either totally in sync. You can talk to any of them, jump to the next song, and it happens everywhere. It's just really, really well done. And I've never used a Sonos, and I know a lot of people just swear by Sonos. But and I think even Sonos is is doing an Alexa integration. I think they are because Amazon has a deal right now that if you buy the Sonos speaker, you get a dot for free. Mm. That explains it. And I'm seeing tons of Alexa devices in like Target or whatever. We sort of like go yeah. go shopping, toy shopping or something, and there's just like Alexa enabled Alexa inside. It's like the new yeah. Intel inside, right? Like we went out to I I got convinced to do some Black Friday shopping, and and we went out and there was just like here's this big pallet of 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 devices for she who must not be named. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> she just bonked at me because I said her name. But yeah, it's like, you know, so for anybody who doesn't already have one, you know, I I feel like the killer use case, the killer use case, like the thing that will get you hooked and keep you using it and then sort of lead you to the other stuff. Killer use case is music, Mm -hmm. timers. We, I, you know, now we were just talking about cooking. I use, you know, I could set like three timers going. For like the oven, the stove, and like whatever. Yeah, alarms. So, yeah, we do that all the time. Cooper uses it to set his alarm for the, you know, if he wants to get up early for some reason. Uh, so it's, uh, 
uh, what's the other one? Music, alarms, and timers, and uh, lights. So, so <laughs> lights is the number one for me, but it does require that you buy extra peripherals. The other ones that we were that we mentioned first are just sort of built in. Yeah. But if you do get a couple of either the ones I recommend, or the ones we use around the house that work well for us, or the the Wemo. Uh, it's not called switch. We will plug and the, and get the hue white bulbs. Don't the color ones are kind of cool. It's, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, right? Just get the white ones and man, they're great. Like I love it. The idea of getting up to change the lighting is comical. Yeah. Kira finally got a pair of them for her bedroom and she's got the loft bed in there. So mm-hmm. she can. Like go to bed and then turn the lights off. <clears throat> I just I, there's other things too. Like w- like we have them set to um, uh, we have we have patio lights in the backyard. So like we've got a patio in the back mm-hmm. with a fence, and around the fence we've got this string of these cool like uh, it's like a it's like Christmas lights kind of, but they're all white LEDs and they're more like industrial yeah. looking. And we've got them attached to a Wemo switch in the garage, and just like at, at sunset, whatever sunset is. They come on. <laughs> right. And then they just go off at 11. And, uh, you know, we've got, I haven't bothered to set that up in the house anywhere, but we could certainly, it would, now that we're, I'm talking about it, it would make sense to do like in the basement, uh, especially if Cooper's staying up too late and the lights just go off. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that time for bed. But it is just so great. Like in, in rooms where we don't have, like we have some room, every single room literally has an Alexa device, but not every single room has lights that are con- yeah. controllable. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. But, it, but it, it's a, it's a bummer. And now you just, I just gave myself like, oh, I should ask more bulbs. Yeah, I, I, I literally want every single light bulb in our, in our house and in my office to be controlled by voice because yeah. having to like, it sounds so lazy and dumb, but it's just, oh, I gotta go. we're just we're wallowing in first world problems this episode. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I ordered two of the the new Wemo switches for the Christmas tree for Christmas tree and other Christmas lights and stuff. So it's total first world. I mean, come on, we're talking about gadgets. There are people who yeah. clean water. <laughs> it's like, like, I, let's keep it in perspective. But this is a gadget, right? <laughs> right. In in within that context, getting up to turn off your lights is so barbaric, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. And and here's the th- like it's not rubbing two sticks together, but it's close. Yeah, and the prices are so low. I mean, they just keep going down. They're gonna keep going down. It's gonna get to the point where a Hue light bulb costs the same as like a regular LED light bulb. Yeah, I mean a white one, a white Hue bulb is fifteen bucks now. <laughs> Man, Which, given given how long they last, is not a bad investment. No, it was forever. I've had one burn out. Yeah, I had one that I thought burned out, but then I upgraded the firmware on the base on the uh, the bridge, and it came back. <laughs> so that was pleasant because it was one of the colored ones. So I was like, oh yay! <laughs> yeah, I had a colored one die. Maybe I just needed a firmware upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I had to up- oh, my light's not working. Let me upgrade its firmware. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can fix this lamp. Yeah, maybe it had been hacked and was like. It was like a yeah, maybe. botnet hosting BitTorrent files. You know, it, it could have been part of that that DDoS attack. Could have been on the on the DNS servers. <laughs> yeah, 
cool. I need I DDoSed my lights once. <laughs> yeah, well, you just like, hey, reboot them. Yeah, You're good. Yeah, yeah. The the thing I the, one of the things I like most about the um, the Alexa devices. Okay, she's not going to say anything. One of the things I like most about them <laughs> is um, during the winter we have a lot of a lot more snow days than we need to, and our school system likes to text me at five in the morning and tell me there's no school. Mm. So now that Kira is using one of those for her alarm clock, I can just open the app and turn off her alarm <laughs> rather than having to wake up again at six 30 to tell her there's no school. I do the same. So a similar story. So Cooper, I don't know why he does it. He doesn't have to get up for anything because we're homeschooling him. So, but some days he just like, he's like so excited to get back to like, I don't know, building animations and Adobe animate. He like wants to get up early. So like we'll be going to bed and be like, he'll be like, she, you know, Alexa, do uh, set an alarm for 9 a.m. And like, and then he'll be up before 9 a.m. because he's so excited already. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'll still be like, you know, like, because I'm a night owl. So like 9 a.m. still right. early for me. Right. And I'll hear it going off in his room and nobody's in there. I can just whip out my phone and turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Yeah. So great. So great. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but it's cool to be able to control your environment. I wonder if there's a way I could voice control it from the Alexa in my room to his room. I don't know. I've never tried that. Like, you know, yeah. shut off all alarms. Yeah. I wonder if that would work. Mm. I don't know. It might have thrown the same group. Right. Yeah. But, I, well, I mean, yeah, just the ability to, turn, like, I can turn off the alarm and, you know, she never even has to wake up at 630 to find out there's no school. Right, right. She just she just then wakes up at, like, 730 and panics. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And then I tell her there's no school. Mm. Yeah. So it's funny because I think a lot, of, you know, it's a popular device, all things considered. A lot of people buy it. And development is, it's, it's a... Uh, a bustling development environment. So it's only going to get better. It's only going to get cheaper. It's only going to do more things. And, you know, I've got a couple of uh, Google homes and one in the office, one at home. They have new ones that are 24 bucks. Yeah. Super cheap. Little, little like cute little looking puck looking thing. And, uh, you know, it's, they, and they, they're different. Like, the Google one is like all of a sudden, uh, here's my prediction. Okay. The Amazon one is a lot more like an Apple style approach where it's very vertically integrated to do very specific things and the platform's not super open. You can make some stuff for it, but it's all kind of relegated to a ghetto area of, of not automatically doing things. Yeah. And it works best when it relates to other Amazon services. Right. Of course. So it doesn't really like like they have partnerships like with the Hue bulb with with Philips for the Hue bulbs. You don't have to say you don't have to install a Hue skill and tell it you know use the Hue skill to turn my lights down. Like it just works. But then there's a bunch of other kind of third party stuff that's like I said relegated to this backwater you know, basement area where you have to know the name of the skill. You have to install the skill. You have to know the name of it. You, instead of tell it to use it every time, tell it to use it every time. And it's awkward. 
you know, it's like, Alexa, tell somebody else to do something. Yeah. And, you know, it's like telephone game. Yeah. Okay. Be quiet. And, <laughs> and with, I, so what I think will happen is kind of like Apple, they'll carve out all of the really, really core use cases. They've already done the basic ones and they do it really well. And they'll probably partner with other people to kind of extend those into more subtle use cases, like the ones we're talking about of turning off an alarm in somebody else's room. And that'll all get done. But then there'll be this like 20% that they just never touch that you can't really do that well. And like the Google stuff, it just com coming at it, you know, it's still voice computing, but they're coming at it from a completely different angle where they want to be your assistant for everything. Right. So they're doing, they're, they've got a much higher bar and and they're doing things that are out of the gate way more complicated that don't have an obvious benefit until the platform is more fully built out so like it's amazing that the google stuff can tell who you are so you can say call mom and it doesn't have to ask you which mom right you know it's like okay i know who you are because i've identified your voice and that i think it doesn't it doesn't seem like a super important use case on Alexa yet, but for a lot, because the use cases they have aren't super critical, you know, like you're not, it, it's not like, it's not like, um, I'm going to, what, what should I use instead of Alexa? I'm going to use the word Amazon instead of Alexa. Cause I can't reach, okay. I can't reach the mute button from where okay, I can't reach the mute button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazon transfer money from my savings account to Erica's checking account. Yeah, like you don't do that yet. No, you, you're not doing that. You're not going to do that for a long time with Amazon. But with Google, I could see that coming much more quickly because they are going to have a degree of confidence on who's speaking that is very high. Kind of like, you know, Apple's Face ID thing. It's like, wow, you know, it changes things when the phone constantly knows that it's, it doesn't have to re-authenticate all the time. You know, it, it can authenticate silently in the background constantly. So that, that changes things. That really changes the user experience. And, you know, the Google stuff, voice recognition, it's, they're setting themselves up for that. So like constant, persistent identity where Alexa doesn't do that at all. I don't see that coming for a long time from Amazon. Oh, no, I don't either, if ever. Yeah. Because what you know, I don't know though. Because they, their their goal has got to be to use it as a purchasing platform. Oh yeah, yeah, clearly. Which you would think, but knowing them, it would probably be cheaper to just refund people when they complain than it would be to actually make something that durably can do voice authentication. I suppose there's a middle ground too, where they kind of have it and it kind of works most of the time. And it kind of, uh, and then when it does screw up, then it's a customer service thing. Cause like, yeah, or there's, yeah, go ahead. Or there's, sorry, or there's the thing now where you, you know, maybe it just like, well, I mean, you, you words so much for not editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did many things last night. Sleeping was not one of them. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, if you, if you order something, uh, through an, an Amazon voice device, mm -hmm. 
whether intentional or not, you can always go into your account and cancel the order. Yeah, if you know it's there. Yeah. So yeah, I barely ever buy anything with it. Barely ever. I think I've only bought one thing with it, which was another Echo when that was the only way to buy another Echo. Right. I find myself, I do use it for purchases, but I find myself using it for the same purchases, like consistently. It's weird. Like what's, an, like, okay. Um, Usually just like ingredients for things. Okay. Like, because we, our grocery stores here are super limited. So there's a lot of ingredients that I either can't get or or can get much cheaper through Amazon. Interesting. And so, I mean, but I think it's just because usually like I'm there in the kitchen looking and realizing that I'm out right there. So I'm just, eh, okay. And just right then mm -hmm. tell her to go ahead and order more. I think it's more of a, more of a, um, like just convenience related to the timing than, you know. When you do that, do you like think back to the last time you did that? If you can remember, did you include the brand name? Uh, no, because she always just defaults to the one I ordered previously. Okay. Really? Okay. So like I, like I ordered, I ordered it once from the computer mm -hmm. and then after that I just tell her to, to, to just buy it. And she says, okay, based on your order history, this is what you bought last time. Do you oh. want me to order more? Oh, let me try something. Okay. Bear with us, dear listener. Okay. Alexa, buy me new sneakers. Sketchers Sport Women's. No. All right. Oh, she's going to keep going now. Oh, interesting. No, thanks. Wow. Wow, she keeps going. Go. No, she's really pushy about it. Alexa, knock it off. Okay. So I, I have bought sneakers before from mm -hmm. Amazon. So that, but it was a long time ago, but that was, that was a really bad result. Like female sketchers. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, I mean, it wouldn't take much voice recognition technology to know that you're not female. I mean, really? <laughs> so, okay. So that, all that said, I think that I mean, this is, there is no doubt, it's, you know, first world thing, sure. But like, there's no doubt to me that there's going to be voice computing is going to be a big deal. It's going to be, it already mm -hmm. is kind of a big deal. Even, even like my, my work with credit unions, even they are like, huh, what's going on with the voice computing? Is like, is there some way to play right. in that space? You know, like the yeah, most. Yeah. When the banks are interested, you know. <laughs> yeah. The most risk averse people on the planet. Right except for perhaps insurance people. But uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's like, uh, it's like this ubiquitous connectivity lends itself to all kinds of new computing postures. And the, you know, the phones are huge and they're, they're, they're the, the dominant computing platform, but they are limited. There are limitations, even though they seem, you know, they, they give us superpowers and they're amazing. And, and for people who are old enough to remember black and white TV, it's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. but there are plenty of limitations. It's easy to point out limitations. And when you have generations of people growing up, I mean, my kids do every single search. My kids do is by voice, every single one. And for years. And so that's just going to be normal. Yeah. 
Like, you know, if we, when Cooper, when I, when I gave him the Android thing, first question, where's the microphone? Where's the microphone? And yeah. he, he yeah. Didn't, you know, of course he didn't mean the physical, he meant the, the button. Right. The icon mm-hmm. or the, the, the Google search bar with the microphone icon. Yeah. I'm like, look, it's right in there. He's like, Oh, okay. I'm good. See you later. <laughs> it was good to go. Yeah. yeah. And he can even, he can even spell stuff now. Like he can write now. He doesn't care. Like, why would you? <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, uh, what else? Do we have anything else on the list? Are we leaving anything out? Um, you had, you had one know. super fun rando thing that we should, we could squeeze in. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You'll, you're going to ridicule me about this, aren't you? Oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Oh no. What was, what so, was there? Well, I was going to, the drum thing blew my mind. Oh yeah, spec drums. Yeah, but I haven't actually, I haven't actually tried it. And they're not for sale either. No, they're for pre-order. But I just love those. But we can, so we'll link to it. But we don't need to talk about it. Um, Okay. Yeah. But you were, yeah. So I'm actually dying to hear about this because you sent me a picture, and I don't even honestly understand what it. Like I get what it is, but I don't understand it. (laughs) The spectrum. No, (laughs) the thing you're gonna talk about. The thing I'm the thing I'm going to talk about that you're going to ridicule yes, me about. Yes, that one. Did I send you a picture? Yeah, yeah. Well, you sent me a link which had a picture. It was, there's a video of like this giant switch. It was like Titus oh. of the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was just for giggles. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were going to say. The the giant switch was just for giggles. Well, I don't know what I'm going to ridicule uh, about then. Uh, no, I thought. Well, I mean, I'm just going to say, you know, this is this is a gift guide, and and if you have. A, a nerdy geeky person on your gift list and you know what better gift to give them actually there's probably many better gifts to give them but uh i i have this weird hobby in the in that i build computer keyboards and it's a fun hobby and, and there's the hardware aspect and then there's the programming part of side of things because you have to program the keyboard and and it's fun and there are kits you can get and and you know they start around 130 bucks mm-hmm <laughs> And, and yeah, people like to ridicule me about this because they think I'm weird for, for building my own keyboards. But, you know, when you're, when you're typing and writing code all day, there's, there's something to be said for crafting your own. It's like making your own lightsaber. (laughs) It's exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Jedi making their own lightsaber. Uh, uh, (laughs) I do have to admit that your keyboards are insanely cool. They're comically loud. They are, <laughs> and I've never used one, so I can't say how it feels. But I'm, I'm willing to bet that it's like the most pleasurable physical keyboard keyboarding experience out there. Oh, the the main one that I use, I think you would probably love, but it's the the one I just got through doing, like retheming with the wooden case and the Mars themed color scheme. It's yeah, <laughs> I know, it's like it is. I mean, I'm a laptop guy, so I don't you mm-hmm. I, I like. I'm a voice computing guy. I just talk. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. Tell her to write yeah, I just carry the laptop around, so I'm not like really that kind of yeah. guy, anyway, as you know. But the, right. But I, I get it. It's kind of like it's the way I feel about a text editor. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, like well, you want you want quality tools, mm-hmm. and and being and being able to to have something that's completely custom to to your wants and needs mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of those people, like, when it comes 
time to splurge on something. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually this comes up in the context of like household stuff or tools or something. It's like mm-hmm. if it's something that I'm going to use a lot, like our main dishes or our main silverware. Yeah, or like the new vacuum cleaner. Yeah, you can use. Oh, well, thank you for thinking we vacuum a lot, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the benefit. Of yeah, it. we don't either. So. But something you're going to yeah, use a lot, I will spend top dollar for something that I'm mm-hmm. going to use on a on like a daily or nearly daily basis because the experience, like that little bit of experience, adds up over time, and like the subtle subtle crumminess of junk is, or maybe not so subtle crumminess it just adds up and adds up and adds up. So if it's like, I would, it's like you're, you'll, you're going to buy that fountain pen. I'm playing with it right now. It's in my hand right now as we're talking. (laughs) I knew it. So we don't like the stuff that you use constantly and keyboard is like right up there. Like, yes, I have a a Mac laptop and it's got this sort of chiclet built in keyboard, of course. And I don't, I, I never ever use externals, no monitor, no keyboard, no mouse, nothing like that. But, um, but I get it. Like if, if I could tweak yeah. the keyboard on my computer, I would absolutely do it to just make it because yeah, you're, I mean, it's hard to think of a thing that, that I touch more I than a I can't think keyboard. of anything I use more. Yeah. 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 I can't, I can't think of anything that I use more than I use my keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense to me. I do enjoy ridiculing you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I know. It. <laughs> So we should post, yeah. we've probably done it before. We should post some pictures because that stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I just gave it a facelift. My, I just gave my favorite one a facelift. And then I've got the, uh, another one here that I built. And, and actually, if you are interested in this as a potential nerdy gift, um, we'll, we'll link to a, a couple of kits in the show notes that, that make getting started with it easier. Yeah. You can, you can source, source all your components individually if you want something super custom but if you're if you just never done it before and like maybe want to give a gift and like here's all the stuff you need have at it there's there's kits available awesome cool all right so probably wrap up there that's our show for this week i'm jonathan stark and i'm kelly shaver and we hope you join us again next week for terrifying robot dog bye or will it be next week are we gonna go back to weekly or are we gonna yeah let's do it yeah let's do it Okay. I think we can do it. What do you think, dear listener? Okay. Should we do weekly? Or like would you actually listen to it weekly or would it be bi weekly better? I hate the word bi weekly. I never know if it means twice yeah. a week or or every two, two weeks. weeks, yeah. Well that's the thing, is it it could mean both, depending on context, which the context is always time, so again it still never makes sense. <laughs> Fortnightly. Yeah. Uh cool. Yes, we'll we'll do it once a fortnight. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Happy to have you back. Hope you're happy to have us back. And we would love to have you join our mailing list so that we can uh, communicate more directly about questions like these and others. So to get the inside track, go to terrifyingrobotdog.com and look for the Keep Me in the Loop button. That website again is terrifyingrobotdog.com. 